The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do that. Go to SonsLibertyMedia.com, scroll down right there on the right, and you can enlarge that on your screen. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. And you can also check us out, uh, the live video stream on my Twitter account at FPPTim. FPP Tim on Twitter, which is tied to my Periscope account at Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Although this morning, due to the nature of what we're going to be discussing, uh, not jeopardizing the channel again for another week, uh, we're going to be we're broadcasting on Setting Brush Fires on YouTube. So if you're looking for us over there on Sons of Liberty, we're not there today. We'll be there tomorrow. Okay. Um, Before it's news.com every weekday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, we're there. Uh, right there on the front page, as well as 8 a.m. on Saturdays. And then Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday on Before It's News. And then DLive.TV, The Sons of Liberty, DLive.TV, The Sons of Liberty. And Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.Life is where you can find us, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media. You can also call in at any time. Stick to the topic. We don't do Chinese buffet here, so 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Those of you watching by video... The numbers there in the bottom right part of the screen. Now, with that said, um, I've got a very special guest that's come on, joining us, I believe, all the way from the Czech Republic, if I'm not mistaken. And it is uh, Carl Schwartz, and uh, he is known as the Nanotech Exec. <laughs> and uh, good morning to you, or I should say, is it later? It's later there, isn't it, Carl? Well, it's uh, a little bit after noon here. We're six hours ahead of you. Okay. All right. When you said midnight, I said, well, I hope he understood the time that I gave, that I gave um, and I'm setting him up well, here in the I video. Thought I, I thought I was going to be flying yesterday, but we had to cancel the meeting. So, yes, I'm, I'm still in the Czech Republic. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, I'm glad that you were able to join us. Uh, we were running up against the clock. It was making me nervous. I said, I'm going to have to put, play uh, Kate's interview, uh, our health and wellness expert. Uh, But I found it very fascinating. And uh, one of the things that I want to do is just open. I didn't have a bio for you, but I know that you're with um, a nanotech group. And uh, do you want to tell you want to give people a little introduction to what it is that you do and who you are? 
And then let's get into the things of what you're doing with uh, with some lawsuits and stuff regarding okay. uh, what's been going on. Well, I've been involved in nanotechnology since I uh, started making an investment in it back in 2000. <clears throat> we uh, set up a company. Uh, it's actually based in South Carolina. That was our predecessor. It's called Patmos Nanotechnologies. And I hired a team of seven scientists, uh, best I could find in the world. None of them are U.S. Uh, citizens. And they hit the home run. Uh, we made some massive discoveries in nanotechnology, uh, how it's related to mathematics. And it was really interesting. Um, I actually moved to Europe. A lot of people think it's due to my politics, but it's actually due to techno technology reasons. <laughs> I've written a bestseller book called A One-Way Ticket to Crawford, Texas. Uh, in fact, Kate's been distributing that book out to people especially chapter five. Uh, what chapter five is about is what the anthrax vaccine is doing to our U.S. troops and the foreign troops. I started getting phone calls when the uh, doctors and scientists are going like, what are COVID toes and COVID eyes? You know, we're seeing all kinds of stuff. You know, we know what you did when you were with DARPA and Tiswick at the Pentagon. So what is this? I said, well, I don't know what COVID toes are. Uh, I've seen anthrax toes. And what it has to do with is uh, blood clotting, overproduction of fibrin. And when I started searching on this, I found uh, some extremely interesting uh, scientific reports, but also autopsies. And autopsies are hard to find. Uh, we've got access to 82. Uh, they're out of three different cities. And about two-thirds of the people died of pulmonary thrombosis. They didn't die of pneumonia. They didn't die of something like flu. And that got me really stirred up about what this is. So we dug in deep. I've got a team of about 500 people around the world working on this right now. Kate's one of them. But it's, yeah, it's, she calls it a pandemic scamdemic, and uh <laughs> You know, I told her on the video of something else, but uh, it's kind of like the COVID caca show. It's just really right. strange. Right. And um, it's one of those things where the pieces started coming together. Uh, what I've been doing yesterday and today, we've uncovered literally a rat's nest. Of, uh, it's like you say, the rabbit hole goes deep. But there's nothing down that rabbit hole but a bunch of skunks. Uh, what we're investigating and we're working on interrogatories already is uh, one of the world's largest public policy research groups. And it's horrifying, you know, how these people have wedged in behind our back. And they're affecting this right now. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this uh, Imperial College uh, of London. No, even if they kick, even after they kicked out Neil Ferguson for his initial projection of five hundred thousand dead in the UK, two point two million in the USA, they've now come out with another one in late May, and they said, "Oh my God, two hundred twenty-eight thousand people in the US are going to die because twenty-four states—they're probably red states, by the way." <laughs> Um, 24 states are not containing the coronavirus spread, and there, there is no spread. Um, in Germany, they now know that the actual COVID deaths is almost zero. 
they know that the swine flu season globally, the uh, United States is like uh, 20% less than the swine flu impact this year. And then you, uh, if you add up the other zones of what, you know, the high death rate supposedly, and you start seeing actual, uh, you actually see the autopsies. It's like, oh my God, this is not pneumonia. But one of the things in chapter five of my book is what that anthrax vaccine was doing to people. Huge spikes in what they call amyloidosis. And uh, usually amyloidosis is like one for every uh, 500,000 people. We randomly tested 100 U.S. soldiers, and 48 of them had amyloidosis. And it also creates deep vein thrombosis. That's what does the, uh, the blood clotting. And then the other one is called the xenophilia. And that's where the air sacs in your lungs are not pulling oxygen into your body. They're putting liquid into your lungs. And some of these autopsies said that the, the actual weight of the lungs were three or four times the normal weight. I mean, they were full of fluid. <clears throat> so go ahead. <laughs> no, wow. I, I didn't. I, I listened to your, your interview about that. And so when you're saying this, you brought up anthrax. I was showing the people the book that you got. And <laughs> you're, 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 um, you're, you're bringing this anthrax. Uh, is it my understanding that you're going to correlate that you're tying these things together or is there something else I'm missing there? Well, what the, what the anthrax issue is, is a poorly designed vaccine. There's absolutely no need for it whatsoever. And uh, the terminology they use, uh, I've never, you know, the only vaccine I've ever had in my life was the polio vaccine. And twice in my life, I got injured with uh, rusty metal twice, so they gave me a shot for tetanus. But I'm just not, I'm not into, uh, you know, getting jabbed for everything that's out here on the planet. <clears throat> I, uh, I had rubella, mumps, measles, and chicken pox when I was young. I'm still fine. I'm 69 years old, and I haven't had a wicked problem with it. What I have had problems with is uh, the weaponized bird food they hit me with in July 2005. But that's a totally different issue. That's can, one of can the you, reasons I got. Can you can you get, got, tell people that story? Uh, what happened with you there? Yeah, uh, I had already announced for president of the United States, and I had uh, different people working on different issues. I had this one woman; she was half black and half Native American, very well connected in those two communities, and she was doing all the recruiting of the Native American tribes within the you know conservative and moderate blacks. Uh, they loved my platform, but she was dropping off and picking up her nephew every day at a daycare, like three to 400 yards from CDC headquarters. And then all of a sudden, all the children there, all of the teachers and you know daycare providers there got sick. She got it from her nephew, and then I got it from her. But this was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. I, I told Kate. You know, before we got on the air, I said, I've only had the flu four times in my life. And I said, one of those four times, the CDC gave it to me, you know, weaponized H5N1. So I survived it. I know how I survived it. Here in the Czech Republic, um, they have a very famous story here of what happened. There was an Uber driver and a woman that he rushed to the hospital. He was 
very, very sick. She was very, very sick. And this was within like 72 to 96 hours after they got their flu shots this year. And uh, he was put on life support. Uh, he made it. She was like an hour away from life support. And one of the scientists I worked with over here, she's a doctor and a, a virologist, immunologist. Her husband is a medical doctor. She called me up. She goes, what did they do to save you? I said, why? She told me, she said, my husband's got a patient that's going critical. It's called anti-IL-6 therapy. And what an anti-IL-6 therapy does, it, uh, it stops any type of uh, respiratory pathogen from creating a cytokine storm. It literally blocks that. Well, they gave that to her very expensive. Uh, the current drug is called Tocilizumab, T-O-C-I-L-I-Z-U-M-A-B. And within 96 hours, she was home. Well, then her, she and her husband talked to this other doctor that were treating the Uber driver. They put him on the same thing. Now, it took him about two to three weeks to you know, pull out of it, but he's okay now. But there's a, you need to check into this one guy. It's a Dr. Joseph Barone down in Houston. This guy, um, he's, been, he's been treating people not only with uh, hydroxychloroquine and zinc, but he's given them blood thinner. And he is a pulmonary specialist. You know, he's already figured out that there's elements of this that is a vaccine injury and it's causing people to blood clot. And that's, that's not a respiratory disease. That's a vaccine injury issue. Right, right. Well, we had, uh, and by the way, we're getting some background noise there. I guess there's some people doing it. It looks like you're at a hotel or somewhere. Um, the, the background noise is kind of coming in there. Um, actually, actually, I'm at, a, I'm at a restaurant. Oh, okay, a restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so that's what people are hearing. I apologize for that, but uh, there's nothing we can do uh, for, where, for where Carl is. But um, one of the things that, that we had, we had a lady, she, had, she moved over. I think she's in Germany now, Carrie Rivera. And she is treating children with autism with something that's not a prescription. It's chlorine dioxide. And she's yeah. having amazing results. I mean, almost eliminating any sense of autism with children. And that's something that is a natural compound. Uh, yeah. It's something that people can do. It's like 50 bucks. You could treat your family and you probably treat your whole neighborhood for a month with it. Um, and, and, and those, and it doesn't have any side effects that we know of. In fact, they use it to, um, uh, clear out, um, you know, water, they use it in water treatment and things like that. Yes, they so, do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it, but, but the FDA doesn't like her because there's no money to be made there. Uh, and I believe they chased her pretty much out of the U S and, uh, she went to Mexico and then there we've had her on the show a couple of times. Great work that's, that she's doing. There. That's one of the dynamics here. It's all about the money. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Um, if they, you know, the annual flu season is worth between a billion and a billion six to the big pharma companies. And now they're talking about forced mandatory vaccination of everybody on the planet. I mean, that alone, just in the UK, 65 million people would cost about 35 billion British pounds. Not million, billion. Yeah, and people think that, that people like Bill Gates just gives his money away 
to World Health Organization and other organizations, his, the foundation and all this stuff. They think he does that out of the generosity of his heart, but that's not what he's there for. He's there to make money because no matter how much money he gives away, he's just raking it back in. And he's got a lot of money on the line about this vaccine that he's pushing. Well, I did not know this until we got into this investigation. Uh, Gates Foundation gives it away, but the Gates, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust is strictly profit-making. And I mean, even though you see him making all these huge, uh, supposedly philanthropy things, his net worth has gone up in the last four or five years from about $54 billion to over $105 billion. And we're following the money trail. Yeah, one of the things I mentioned to Kate was, um, you know, I'm seeing the economic damage. It's across the board damage. But mysteriously, uh, our wealthiest uh, big tech people in the U.S. and billionaires, they're $434 billion richer. And that the source of that is CNBC because they're tracking it, too. Well, and, and yeah. let's let's add something else. Because when this stimulus was passed, I know the U.K. had their own. Uh, the stimulus was passed here in the States. And everybody wants to say, oh, the Democrats says the Democrat. And, you know, but I'm like, OK, the president's Republican. He's supposed to not allow unconstitutional spending. A lot of that was banks, uh, corporations, big businesses and stuff that got a lot of that money. And, the, you yes. know, and, and, and the people went through it all and they got a lousy $1,200 check, uh, as, yeah. as I like to put it. Um, yeah, and, which, which would cover you for what, maybe a half a month or a month? Maybe for some people. Uh, that's, that's kind of the way it is. So we, we see it is all about the money. And it's Republican and Democrat both that are using the people and whatever, you know, country, state you're in. Um, it's just, I think it's the same way. It, it, the, those who are at the top are the ones getting the money. Uh, they're they're fleecing the people. The people are allowing it because they're saying, "Well, we gotta have something." And they praise the guy, you know, who signs off on it. The other people, we had Thomas Massey calling out for people to, I mean, to simply follow what the Constitution says, and that put their name on the vote. Um, and uh, and he was called out by the president as somehow, I don't know, a grandstander. And said, no, he was trying to be constitutional. And I read it last night in the brief thing that I had. Where in Article 1, Section 7, it says, but in all such cases, the votes of both houses shall be determined by yeas and nays. The names of the persons voting for and against the bill shall be entered on the journal. That's what he was calling for because he and most of Congress had supported that bill a year earlier. It came out in January of 2019. It was to correct the IRS code. It had nothing to do with this stuff. And it sat there from what, July to March, then all of a sudden they dumped all this COVID stuff in there. And that's when he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, if you're going to do all this stuff, you're going to put your name to it. And they just, they blasted him for being a constitutionalist, uh, Thomas Massey. But some of the things that you've got going on, you you talked about seeing some uh, things like the COVID toes, they were bringing that stuff out. And I just thought to myself, boy, they're really stretching some stuff. Then we have a couple of nurses up in New York who came out, uh, they had lost their patients. Then we had the, this latest nurse, Erin, uh, and I forget how you pronounce her name. but uh, Oz- Ozlewski. Thank you. Uh, she yep. came out and had <laughs> videoed what was going on. We were trying to get her on the show, but apparently she's a hard lady to get a hold of. Uh, we were trying to get her no, on she, the she, show. She's easy to get a hold of. I've talked to her three times. Okay. But the last time I talked to her, she wanted me to talk to her attorney, Okay. who just happens to be up in that part of uh, Queens. 
So, uh, it's like I told uh, Kate, I said, there may be a possibility that they're thinking about bringing some type of action against her because she was filming yeah. what was going on in that hospital with a, with a covert device. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a shame because here's a woman who's exposing actual crimes. Um, fine. Well, they want to go after her for the other things. I think any jury would understand exactly why she did it. She saw the crimes that were going on. People were being murdered. I don't know any nice way to say it. Uh, whether it's through negligence or whether it's intentional, but um, but we have that going on. They're exposing. We've had uh, like people like Richie from Boston going around the country, showing that uh, you know these hospitals, these makeshift hospitals that the president sent you know army uh, people in to set up and things of this nature. They aren't even treating anyone. So we we see that there's a facade. We see we've even had uh, the president's own coronavirus team say. Things like, um, well, we're, we're going ahead and tagging people COVID, even though they've not been tested COVID. You know, if they die, we just want to kind of keep that. I mean, they're just telling us that they're lying to us about things. So what is yes. your lawsuit? And what is your lawsuit about that, that you're, you've got two lawsuits putting together? I know one you really can't talk about, but the other one you, you can. You want to tell people a little bit about that? The, um, it's a, part of it's what they call civil RICO. They're treble damages. And it's not just myself. Uh, there's like over 2,000 other plaintiffs. These are people who have been really financially harmed because of all this nonsense. And then um, the other part of it, there's also under the bioterrorism laws of USA, a civil remedy. And literally, as soon as we file that, uh, there's going to be a writ of certiorari filed in the Supreme Court because uh, Congress, as they usually do, they exempted uh, bringing bioterrorism against U.S. government officials, and in this case, they're you know they are absolutely busted on this one. But then you get into issues like human rights. You get into uh, in the U.S. not not here, but over in the U.S. You get into some serious constitutional violations, and that's what the other lawsuit is about. It's uh, one of the biggest constitutional violations there is, and. Uh, even though they don't call it treason, uh, who's going to have to face the music on this? They're facing life in prison or execution. That's why I can't really discuss it because uh, it's a much shorter list. Right. But I'm looking outside. I'm going to try to just pick up, move outside. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great because I know there's a lot of distraction going on, and it, some of it kind of drowns out your voice. And I know the people are wondering, well, what's yeah, going what on it there? is. <laughs> what it what it is is we've got the uh, lunch crowd beeping, so it's the ah. dishes. <clears throat> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll let Carl move and uh, and, and yeah. change around a yeah. little bit. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the fact that uh, of what this this lawsuit is that you're actually doing now? The one that you say that you can't talk about that one is uh is one that from what i understand would be a treat it would be an issue of treason and there'd be a death penalty there that's a that's a possible uh, scenario that we could see taking place but the but the other one that you can talk about can you kind of let it yeah that's much better can you can you let the people know exactly uh what that lawsuit is about what the what the specifics of that is and maybe even some of the players the first one or the second one the one that you can talk about the one i can talk about yes sir uh, there's 95 listed defendants. We have, uh, like I said, over 500 people around the world. I'm seeing news that you're not going to see in the USA. I'm also seeing medical and scientific facts you're not going to see over there. 
And when you add it all up, this is basically a global assault on mankind. And it's like a toad cake. You know, what we're dealing with here is a bunch of far left nutcases. You know, they think they are going to conquer the world by virus. <laughs> you conquer the world with, you know, pharmaceutical and vaccines, put everybody down in forced subjugation. But it's, it's an interesting story. And it's very well documented. Uh, just the lawsuit itself is 95 pages, and it is hard-hitting evidence and facts. We've even caught them uh, repeatedly. Well, it's kind of like the, the interview that Kate and I did. She put it up on her YouTube, and in less than 15 minutes, it had been deleted for violation of their community service uh, community rules. Yeah, we, we had the same thing with uh, with Kate. In fact, uh, we were on a band. We just came off of it yesterday. Uh, Kate and I did two Saturday shows in a row. The first one was pulled within two or three hours. The next one, was, it took them about 10 hours to pull it, and then they gave yes. us a seven, uh, like a nine-day ban or something like that, too. So I know. Well, there's other things. Uh, there's actually three kind of what you'd call COVID dashboard sites. You know, uh, one of them is the John Hopkins website. Most people have seen it. There's another one over here in Europe that's actually it's, uh, two different servers based in France. And some of those, some of their project, uh, projections are, are just that. I mean, it'll be easy to prove. It's this other one called epidemic-stats.com. It's just putting crap out there intentionally. And it's coming out of France. And then um, the other one is uh, it's, a, it's a just a GIS-type program. But once they figured out we were on to them, they went back and they heavily massaged it. What it showed is how the type A, B, and C spread. And the type A, SARS-CoV-2, is absolutely USA origin. And then the other part of it was like, how did this all of a sudden get to Ecuador, Venezuela, and Iran? <laughs> now, what we're battling here in Europe is mostly uh, type C. Asia's been dealing with type B. And there's lots of scientists. You know, they know how to, you know, print out the genomes and analyze them. Lots of scientists have already come out and said, this didn't come from Wuhan. You know, the political rhetoric in this matter is meaningless. The scientific and medical facts are serious. So that's why, that's what the whole case is based on. Uh, the attorneys have already seen both lawsuits and they were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they read them. Uh, I've been working for about two weeks on interrogatories. Now, I've got enough additional facts that you know are not in the, the complaint itself to where uh, I know exactly where to ask and who to ask the right questions to. Yeah, and let then me, there's a let me ask it's something. Not used very, let me it's ask, not used very. Yeah, let, go ahead. Let me ask a question there. Um, when you talk about John Hopkins, I remember when they came out with their you know page, the the world page, uh, the death page, if you will. And they set up their yeah. model, and I remember we had a um, an article out where their model was projecting 15 million people dying, like in a short span of time. And yeah. um, so we did an article on that. That's what that's what you create a model for, right? You create a model to project something or to predict something. That's the whole point of it, I would think. Well, we put that out, and then the Facebook fascist book, uh, 
you know, self-appointed fact checkers go, oh, well, that's not true. They didn't really predict that. They even said, we don't predict this. Okay, you're not using the words, but you are putting out the images. You're putting out that information. This is what you're talking about with uh, what was going on in France. And even John Hopkins had to back off of what they were doing because they had been caught doing it. I mean, they were sitting there putting that information out to the people. And uh, and it was projecting all this hysteria. Now we've you said uh, this this the one that we're dealing with in the states is U.S. based. It's not a Chinese virus. Uh, not that you can share that. I've been learning that from Kate and from uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman. We had him on the other week. But you you say that. But yet our president is saying this is a Chinese virus. Now we have Governor Gavin Newsom in a one billion dollar uh, mask scandal where he's buying masks from. Drum roll, please. China. Now, why would we be buying masks from China that don't work to stop any of this stuff? They actually harm the people. Why would we be doing that when we're saying, well, these guys are the guys who gave us the the virus, and then he's trying to lock everybody down, infringe upon their liberty. Well, he's been doing it. Uh, A lot of this, can can you speak to that? What's going on there with, with all of that? This is very global. Um, there are people within each nation that are participating in it, especially UK, US, uh, China. Uh, this is not a China-sponsored uh, war plan. It's fa- in fact, it's like um, Mike Pompeo said, you know, we're in a live exercise right now. And that's why they went back and scrubbed that other site. Now all you see is kind of like the John Hopkins site. You just see circles. You know, here, here, here. You don't see the interconnection. And the original, the original one that they showed, showed how this came out of the United States and then vectored out to other places. There's probably now, probably over a hundred thousand different mutations of this thing. There's no vaccine for the common cold because you can't pin it down. There's no vaccine for SARS-2003 or MERS-2009 because you can't pin a coronavirus down. It's what they call single-strand RNA. And they mutate uh, sometimes every time they they replicate. And sometimes it may be every 2, 3, 10, 20, 50 times. I think it depends mostly on the body chemistry and some other elements. But, you know, this, this promise of a as Bill Gates says, of a really cool vaccine, you know, it's not happening. This is not about health. This is about subjugation. So that's where we decided to draw the line and fight back. Okay. So let me, let me ask a question with that. So I, we've never denied there was such a thing as coronavirus. I I think everybody understands that when you break it down, it's really, it's really like the cold um, or a light flu. Um, but we, we, we disagreed with the fact of how it was passed on to people and we had some questions. I know Dr. Kaufman brought up, he's been through all the scientific papers, just like uh, Kate has. And he says, I went through all of it. He said, they didn't do anything right in here. They didn't isolate any of this stuff. And to make sure that people understand, because I was questioned by a guy at NewsGuard by the name of John Gregory, he claims to be the health editor at NewsGuard. They're self-appointed news nutritionalists. The problem that this guy has as a as a health editor, uh, one of the things that he one of the things he did was he called it a COVID-19 virus. 
And he can't distinguish between what is has been determined to be, quote unquote, a disease and something that is the coronavirus. And the COVID-19 is that. And I, I pointed that out to him because he wrote an awful report on the on the sites that we have. And so this gets mixed up. This provides confusion for the people. They don't know any difference. I mean, most people yes. don't <clears throat> into that stuff. So they play off the people's ignorance, don't they? Yeah. Well, um, there's a woman here. Uh, she did most of the testing. Uh, she's got a very simple one-step PCR test. Uh, it's extremely accurate. It's a lot more accurate than the other stuff that you're hearing about. After she did 1,795 cases, she kind of had a break in the action. She went back and started uh, analyzing deeper. And she wrote a scientific paper based on 1,795 cases. You know, this wasn't based on one genome. This was based on a bunch of genomes. And what she found, and she is a virologist, immunologist, PhD. She used to run one of the biggest labs here until she went into private practice. She found that what they call the five prime UTR is not naturally occurring. You know, there's no way this thing evolved in nature. So what she's politely saying, this is engineered in a lab. And we now know who engineered it. You know, he's a name defendant. <laughs> so it's it's amazing. Now he is he in your is he in the, the lawsuit you can talk about or the other one? Uh, he's in the one I can talk about, but okay. we're not discussing. Okay. Everybody knows Bill Gates. Everybody knows Bill Gates will be there. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's the it's the other people in there that uh, we still have the element of surprise because they don't know two things. One, we had a whistleblower come forward here that actually tipped off the government here. There's been like 330 deaths here, and they weren't all SARS COVID. You know they. We had the first guy that died here was 95 years old and he got something akin to a, a, a pneumonia after he had the flu shot and he was in great health. You know, the guy walked him 10, 15 kilometers a day, but his heart gave out. And that happens a lot with this where the virus actually is in the lungs, but it also gets in your heart muscles. And then the other thing was um, the next person that died was a woman she i think she was like 54 56 she's stage four cancer and they gave her a flu shot so she wouldn't get the flu and uh, the doctor couldn't reverse it now what i described to you that to silly zumab that is a synthetic protein and it's mostly used in oncology after chemo and radiation has destroyed your autoimmune system and that's what, that's what prevents the pneumonia from being what really killed you, not the cancer. Uh, the woman got treated here. Uh, it was not even on the approved list of drugs. The doctor did it anyway. And she turned around so fast that the, um, the medical field here, not the health ministry, but the medical profession here, um, the doctors, I've met with those doctors, they declared that this drug was, is now approved for, for use on everybody. And what it did was it brought to a dead halt the deaths here. But you look at John Hopkins and you look at that epidemic stats.com, they're showing it's still going up and up and up, and it's not. Well, and I think the media, even though they've, they've kind of transitioned, because I think they've been caught red-handed on this, 
uh, alternative oh, yeah. media uh, such as ours uh, have been have been exposing what's been going on there. We've been trying to be silenced by YouTube. Now Facebook leaves our stuff up for the for the most part, but they the, but they're censoring it because you can see the numbers. There'll be like sixty thousand see a video of ours, a radio show, and then the next day you've got one thousand. Now I don't know how that works. I, I, it could be titles and things of that nature, but I don't think that's the way it is. But but they're doing that because now they've got the uh, the rioting, the looting going on, and the and a lot of this we had uh, Debbie Bakajalupi on, uh, who's very knowledgeable in Agenda Twenty One, Agenda Twenty Thirty. I said, Debbie, all this stuff that's going on, this pandemic, this um, uh, the the issue with uh, the rioting and looting. I said, are these tied to Agenda Twenty One? She said, Oh yes, they've been writing about this for a time. They were going to use a pandemic. Uh, they were going to use a vaccines that we're going to bring vaccines in some of that i i I want to ask you before the show ends because you're with a nanotech group and some people have talked about the nanotechnology that's uh involved with um how should we say this h-a-a-r-p instead of saying the word there uh which some of the places will pick up but you you have something else that you brought up the president of tanzania uh, the president of madagascar and the world health organization and a bribe you want to talk about that for the people yeah, um, down in Madagascar, they had their first death. They've only had like 33 to 35 cases. They had their first death in May. Uh, I think it was May 17th, 16th or 17th. What they've been doing down there is using an herbal tea, and it's working. And they actually started bottling something that almost looks like a Coke, you know. And people are drinking this stuff, and they're doing just fine. And... The WHO, somebody at the WHO offered him a $20 million bribe to either poison it or stop it, you know, just kill it. And then he's on the uh, France 24 TV, had a British guy, which I thought was odd, uh, on France 24. And the guy's in his face. Like, what about the side effects, man? (laughs) And it was hilarious. He said, there are no side effects. So just as policy, they did it. But yeah, they they offered to bribe him to stop doing that, and he he declined. And then over in Tanzania, uh, their president Mugafuli, he has a master's and PhD in chemistry, and he's sitting there looking at these reports coming across his desk, and he knows bogus numbers when he sees them. And he's he had people go out and get samples that were bogus samples and take them to the national health lab. You know, run a test on this, see if it's positive for COVID. And it came back. The goat was positive for COVID. A papaya and a pawpaw fruit were positive for COVID. And the rabbit was indeterminate. And the joke I made with the Kate before we got on the air on that show, I said, well, uh, they just proved that the rabbit, you know, didn't prove somebody was pregnant. You know, that's what I mean, that's what they used to do to test for pregnancy. Yes. You now the the poor little rabbit died. <laughs> Which means you're gonna have a baby. Yeah, it's uh it's it's hilarious, but there's a lot of stuff. I've got this one PDF. I'll email it to you later. It's got a hundred uh it's called silver bullets. And somebody's been doing deep, deep, deep AI type of searching. And finding it and putting it into a PDF document. This this is some powerful stuff. You know, it takes a while to read it, but uh, it shows the links, the source, 
and you go back and try to find those sources and you know it was like never there but it's there you know nobody else picked up and i don't know if you heard about this uh imperial college they were one of the two people that issued the 500,000 dead in UK, 2.2 million over in the uh, US. They released Neil Ferguson. He's the guy that did that. He got caught violating his own social distancing with a married lover. You know, they got, they had a little tryst and uh, he got caught. But now, on May 23rd, they've come out again. There's 24 naughty US states that they're not containing the coronavirus spread. And there'll be 228,000 people die in those 24 states over the next, basically the next 60 to 90 days. And it, again, it's totally bogus numbers. Yeah, well, uh, the Washington Post picked up on it twice. Business Insider picked up on it and Daily Mail. But you go behind the scenes. I told you about this uh, policy research group we came across. It was those those are the people that are feeding this stuff out to the media and the governments to keep this terrorism going on. You know, that's what we know. I mean, we've got people actually hiding from us now. <laughs> well, I have one me, guy, uh, let, he's let, an expert in AI. And it's amazing. All I have to do is give him a lead and then see what comes back. Let me ask you a question uh, with regard to some of this. Um, and then I'm going to ask you about the World Health Organization uh, and their bribe. And and that is um, when we see this kind of stuff going on, you're putting together lawsuits here. I'm assuming those have to be filed in the U.S. or is this like an international thing that you're dealing with? Well, it'll be under U.S. jurisdiction. Okay. But, uh, yeah. There's a, there's some things that I know about U.S. law that most people never heard. The criminal racketeering lawsuit has actually been applied internationally. Uh, and it wasn't against a, a mafia group based in the U.S. that was doing business. It was actually against the Turkish mafia. That, uh, in that case, they recovered $1.6 for the plaintiffs. And they did it internationally. You know, the case was won in New York, but where the assets were and where they went and seized those assets under U.S. court orders, and I think it's six or seven different nations. So that's one step. Uh, when you get into bioterrorism, especially something like this, this is automatically an international issue. Because uh, it's like they keep saying, you know, viruses don't recognize borders. And that's true. But when you dig deep enough, uh, we've got information on Bergamo, Italy, to know exactly what happened there. And it didn't have a damn thing to do with COVID. Uh, we're talking massive vaccine injury. The average age of who you heard about dying over in, uh, in Bergamo, Italy, 79.5 years. And many of those have had three vaccines over a period of about four to five months. And their bodies just couldn't hold up. Yeah, I mean, there's some serious, there's some serious issues here about uh, we're gonna we're gonna challenge the status quo on whether or not the government should be immune from bioterrorism, whether or not big pharma's uh, license for immunity to do whatever they want to do to you to be revoked, and also certain agencies comply with the law. Uh, when Robert Kennedy Jr. handled that case for ICANN up in New York. 
the government wouldn't respond to the subpoena, so he filed a freedom of information. Finally went to trial. There's a law about mandate for safer children's vaccines that the DHHS had not obeyed that law in 32 years. I mean, they just, they just well, look the other way and rubber stamp whatever these guys want to do. Well, the question I have uh, is this, Carl. I, I've never seen where they can actually demonstrate that a vaccine actually prevents anything because the it's sort of an assumption. I'm going to give you the vaccine. You're a healthy person. I'm going to give you the vaccine. Well, if you don't get whatever the vaccine's for, then that prevented it. But that's not... That's sort of a circular argument. That's not really it hard is. science. Oh, it, so, it is. So the question is... The, the only reason to continue to promote vaccines is the almighty dollar, which is what I want to ask you about here. The World Health Organization, you said, um, was it the president of Madagascar? He was, he, was that the guy who was bribed with $20 million? Well, they, they offered a bribe. Uh, there okay. was also a bribe made. There was also a bribe that Gates made to uh, Nigeria. He, yeah, we he covered that. Bill, he, wanted to, he wanted to rush this bill through. And people are starting to back up. And they're seeing that this is, it's all made up. You know, there are people that died of the virus, but what they're dying of is not, you know, pneumonia. Two thirds of them are dying of uh, pulmonary thrombosis. And that's the same thing that the anthrax vaccine was doing to a lot of our soldiers. You know, if you see somebody that has a heart attack or pulmonary embolism and he's 18 years old, you know there's a problem. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Now, let me ask you real quickly, because we, we're running out of time here. We've got about 10 minutes. And I want to know, does is there anything... Now, you're in the industry of nanotechnology, right? Yes. Okay. And you've got this nanotech exec. I, I, I heard that you, lots of people are trying to get that title from you. Uh, but... We've seen some things that have gone on with nanotechnology. And obviously, look, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believe that, that men should use all things for the glory of God. And that would be, you know, if you whatever you've got, it's, it's to promote life. It's to promote uh, health. It's to promote uh, uh, godliness and, and things of this nature. But, yep. but people t- often take anything and everything and want to turn it and make it something evil. And so w- in your industry... What are you seeing? Uh, because for, I, look, I took a look, look around your, your website. And I didn't see anything that was necessarily it was going towards evil. But I have seen some of the stuff that come out from H-A-A-R-P. I'm saying it that way. That way the little bots or whatever they are that, that yeah. read our, our language doesn't catch that. Some of the stuff that these people are putting into the air that we're breathing in, they're tripped off uh, when, we, when we swallow that stuff in the stomach acid, they, that activates them. What is some of that? Is any of that stuff tied to any of this at all? Or am I just uh, trying to put two and two together here and it's really two and five? <laughs> well, nano, nanotechnology is kind of like nuclear medicine or nuclear issues. Uh, there's good and bad on everything. One of the reasons we parted company with DARPA and Tisley is they wanted my team to focus <laughs> on making nano weapons, biological weapons, and even genetic specific weapons. Just refused to do that. You know, we saw much much bigger opportunities in the commercial side, so we stuck with that. But yeah, I mean, there's we're actually talking to a scientific group over here. There's a way that nanotech, we're referring to it as a nano bullet, could actually encounter something like the SARS-CoV-2 in the body and just shut it off. 
and it would not do anything. Be, your body would be inert to it. And if something was like a pathogen, you know, just shut it off. You know, it's not going to replicate. It's almost like putting a new type of white blood cell in you, but your body, your body will not recognize it as a as, as an enemy, nor will it hurt you. I'll tell you just something most people don't know. Uh, like in carbon nanotubes, nobody holds a patent on those. What the, what the trick has been is who has the best process. That's us. We can get up to greater than 99.5% pure. Once you get to that level, you can see scientific principles that the competition has never seen. Well, then you can engineer a solution that's beneficial. But things like volcanoes, burning crops, forest fires, you know, after you harvest a crop, uh, the making and burning of charcoal, even lightning strikes, and even diesel engines produce carbon nanostructures for real world purity. I mean, people have been breathing these nano, uh, these nano things ever since there's been a diesel engine around, or ever since there was forest fire. And we waited. Uh, we knew somebody had to get on the trail sooner or later. There was a group out of Sweden that found that there's there's two bacteria in the human body that eat carbon nanotubes. So I mean, you know, this is why we're not dropping dead because of carbon, you know, coming out of like diesel or forest fire and stuff like that. Sure. And it it has no effect. I mean, we're carbon based units. <clears throat> but it, yeah, you know, we waited for this other team to actually print the. You know, we we felt like having the best process. People would say we're just saying this and publishing this to be self-serving. You know, we would another scientific group actually do that research and prove it. Yeah, well, Carl, we got a question in in the chat, and um, and they ask, how can you be the CEO of a nanotech company and talk against the technology for being dangerous? Shouldn't you resign first? But I think this is I'll let you answer. But this is kind of what I'm talking about. It's like uh, how can it would be like asking how can you be how can you talk against gun violence and still be a gun manufacturer well it isn't the gun it isn't the technology that's the problem it's the people who use it or who orchestrate a certain way i don't want to put words in your mouth but that's at least the way i look at things as as to how it's used it's like anything else it can be used for good or evil what what do you respond to to a person who asks a question like that well we chose to just focus on the commercial aspects we're one of the few uh, that i'm aware of most governments don't even do toxicology research. We have a lot of discoveries that are still in toxicology screening. You know, we're not going to put anything out there that harms anybody. But yes, there are people out there that will throw this stuff into anything. They will not test, they will not test on the toxicology issues. And it's amazing. They don't care. It's all about the money. And our, our viewpoint in this science is just like doctors, do no harm. Okay. That's All what right. we focus on. Okay. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I get. I get what's going on there. We got another question. Um, can you ask Carl if he knows who in Denmark, Sweden, or Norway is aligning with global elites using COVID nineteen as a control for the public? Can Can you say that again? They want to know if you know uh, people in Denmark, Sweden, or Norway who that who are aligning with global elites using COVID-19 as a control for the public? Uh, on Sweden, 
no on Denmark, no, but absolutely yes on Norway. Okay. All right. And I'm assuming this is tied to some of that stuff that you can't talk about under this one, right? Well, there's there's actually two defendants in this lawsuit that are both based in Oslo. Okay. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to add? we got about uh, maybe two and a half minutes here. Is there anything else? Tell people real quickly before we run out of time, tell them tell where they can find out more about you and your company and what you're doing. Well, what I can do, uh, if they want from you a copy of my book, uh, okay. I'd be happy to send you a PDF. They don't have to go try to find one and buy it. Every now and then you can find one, two, or three used copies for sale on uh, Amazon, but it's, there are no new copies. No, uh, I've got about 50 copies that are in storage, but you know those are strictly for friends. <laughs> they haven't even been opened yet. You know, they're still okay. in the plastic wrapper. Yeah, if you want to send it to us, we can put it with the archive. People can just download it if, if that's okay yeah. with you. Yeah, okay. that would be fine. All right. And then uh, there's a lot of articles. Uh, what we thought was interesting when we got into this is here we have COVID-19 jumping all over the world into 2020. And it's amazing how many ID 2020 uh, programs there are out there. You know, people pushing for, you know, let's chip or let's track or monitor everybody in the world. But you had to have an excuse to do that. That's what they're trying to do now is force people to do that. Yeah, and I think bringing in 5G, that adds to it. Uh, we've got the president's son-in-law charged with developing that kind of thing. I mean... This kind of stuff, and everybody wants to just say, "Hey, let's just—it's just the Democrats. It's just—it's—it's it's all these guys are in it." I mean, this is what I don't see: why people don't see what's going on. I think they just don't want to see. Uh, but yeah, Carl, if you want to give us the PDF for the book, we'll put it up with the archive. That'll be up later this morning, folks. If you want to pick up uh, Carl's book. Um, and you can read that. I did see that there were two or three copies on Amazon. That's what I was showing people earlier in the show. And, uh, Carl, I appreciate your time today. Um, let people know where they can find out about your company there, if they want to do that. Okay. Yeah, we're getting ready. To, we have a new IT center that will be coming online later this summer. And uh, even the lawsuit, uh, once it's filed, both lawsuits, you know, people can, you know, they're welcome to go, you know, just click on a link and read it. It's going to be a lot of people shocked when they see what this is all about. Well, I agree, and uh, I appreciate you taking time for us. I know you had to do that right there in the restaurant. Uh, folks, that's why we had a little bit of background noise. Nothing we can do about that. And uh, I appreciate you taking time for us and and, uh, and and sharing the stuff that's going on. I'm sure that this will be out in the news. Maybe we can have you back when uh, when we when there's more to it. Uh, and that's yeah. that's that's made you know the information is a little bit more available, guys. If I'd you be want, happy to. yeah, I'd appreciate that, guys. Twenty three hours will be back. Rotten to the core Wednesday with our Common Core diva Lynn Taylor to expose more of the corruption that's coming down to your children and indoctrination. You don't want to miss it. Catch you then. See ya. <laughs>